we got the winter storm warning, winter weather advisory, wind chill warning, a whole to-do of weather. Now, the good news on my assessment is although we're going to have a couple of those uh, very, very, very cold days, particularly in the overnight hours, the... the um, Below freezing temperatures in terms of a high is going to last just a couple of days. So uh, we will, um, you know, be above freezing for the majority of uh, the time over the next week or so. But we'll get into the day by day on that uh, from today through Christmas. And we are planning on having our Friday road show at at Scramblers. Of course, there's the winter storm warning for. Um, some of the listening area up to four inches of snow possible. So, you know, is it is it possible that the the Friday road show will uh, uh, not happen? Yeah, it's possible. But uh, as of now, we will plan on being there. Uh, hopefully, anything that does fall will uh, wrap up, be finished Thursday, cleared off the roads. Fortunately, uh, the roads have been warm enough. I, I think most of it will probably melt away off the roads, or at least have help in doing so. Of course, then you have the freezing overnight scenario, and then that's where you get the real danger in there, uh, the slick uh, uh, roads. Of course, you most of you know all this, although I suppose there are some people listening that are uh, recently moved here from places like California or other areas of the country where you've never even had snow. I remember a long time ago when I worked in Joplin and... Uh, a guy that would become a friend of mine, he had moved up to Joplin from South Texas, like on the border. And the he called me uh, very concerned one evening because there was just a report of flurries. And he wanted to know where snow chains. Uh, he was totally serious. <laughs> I was like, don't worry. You don't need to worry about it. It's you're not going to need snow chains. You're you're going to be fine. In fact, I don't even I can't even think of uh, the last time I saw snow chains on a vehicle, uh, even in the worst of weather, in in these here parts. Uh, all right, evidently Zelensky is going to, for the first time since the invasion of his country come to the United States. There was uh, speculation as to whether this was going to occur. Nancy Pelosi all of a sudden is requiring members of Congress to be there. Um, This is a first in some time, despite the fact that clearly uh, the pandemic is over. She is still allowed uh, members of Congress to vote from afar, to proxy vote, to not even bother to show up for work. Uh, the people's work, working on behalf of the American people, wasn't important enough to show up with. But Zelensky's coming. Ooh, it's star time. Everybody must be here, all in attendance. The Biden administration uh, saying, yes, he is going to be coming. I suspect this uh, visit is, is is at least partially stemming from concerns that the blank checks are not going to keep coming. Now, that doesn't mean that the funding is going to automatically stop. Uh, McCarthy, who odds are, odds are, is going to be the next Speaker of the House, at one point had said it's not going to be blank check time any longer. Now, of course, this was turned into the lie that he claimed that he wasn't going to allow any funding for Ukraine any longer. Uh, That's different. Blank check means accountability. 
When you, when you say it's a blank check means that, you, you know, uh, you just do what you want. We don't care what you do. How much do you want here? You fill out the check, do what you want with it. So in saying that the blank checks are going to stop, that means, listen, funding may still become available, but we'd like to at least have some idea where it's going. Uh, you know, uh, just some accountability. It is, after all, <laughs> uh, the taxpayer dollars. Uh, that we are spending, that we are we are shoveling as fast as we can to another country, and it may be worthy, it may be necessary, may not, but at the very least, and you would. Th- here's the thing that really should appall all of us: the people who scream the loudest. When McCarthy noted that the blank check component was going to stop, that accountability to make sure the dollars were being wisely used and used for what they said they were going to be used. The people who screamed loudest about that are those that are the pro-funding for Ukraine, the pro-taxpayer funding. Should they not be the ones who demand accountability the most? If they really, truly believe that that taxpayer dollars from the American citizens is absolutely vital in order for things to progress in, in the way that uh, are in the interest of the United States and the world and so forth, They should be the first ones in line saying, yes, we want to make sure every one of those dollars goes where it is supposed to go as best as we possibly can, given the messiness of wartime. Not the last ones. That's the things that's so appalling to me and so upside down. And this is, again, where you get a total and complete corrupt media. The media, which largely has taken the position you can't question anything uh, regarding uh you know Zelensky you can't question anything regarding the the uh support by the United States because they need absolutely every bit of support possible yet they're the first ones who say we can't have any accountability to make sure that every dollar actually goes to help them how dare you question that it it, it to me, shows that they don't, it's not even really about ultimately helping the Ukrainians or helping Zelensky. It's just at some point, as is usually the case with the left, it's reactionary. And because there were some people in this country that said, well, wait a minute, let's, let's at least have a discussion about this. Uh, let's you know talk about our place in all of this. And so their reaction was, well, we have to say the opposite of them because they're on the right and uh, we're on the left. So that means you can't question anything at all. And so that's the position they took. Not recognizing the absurdity of claiming that they care so much about the cause, but they want no accountability when it comes to whether or not the dollars are actually going towards that cause. It's how short-sighted and one-dimensional they have become. All right, we'll go down this weather uh, over the next few days. I'm sure Ryan is going to mention it now in the latest news update. The National Weather Service still says that two to four inches of snow is in the forecast and could fall across the Ozarks starting Thursday. Wind gusts 
could be as strong as 50 miles per hour with wind chills as cold as 35 below zero. And, of course, the last time we had wind chills that cold was 1989. A former Branson police sergeant who resigned after he was suspended has been hired as the police chief in Forsyth. Matt Moyer has more. Pat Gray takes over for David Forrest, who left in October. Gray and former Branson Police Chief Gary Matthews resigned last week. They were suspended but left before an HR investigation was finished. The city has not released the results of that report. Incoming State Treasurer Vivek Malik will be the first person of color to serve in Missouri's statewide office. Governor Parson naming 45-year-old Malik to replace Republican Treasurer Scott Fitzpatrick after Fitzpatrick was elected auditor last month. Malik is an immigration lawyer. He lives in the St. Louis suburb of Wildwood and was born in northern India. I'm Jason Rima, Springfield's Talk 1041. The first alert forecast. All right, so the winter storm warning kicking in Thursday for counties along and north of 60. Um up to four inches possible, as you heard there, two to four. Winter weather advisory for counties south of 60. Wind chill warning from noon Thursday to noon Saturday for counties along and north of Highway 60 with wind chills up to 35 below zero. Again, much of what Rima said in the report there. Outside of all that, mostly cloudy today, a high of 41. Tonight, a slight chance of rain and snow down to 18, though most likely... Uh, it is going to be sometime into tomorrow before we start seeing that snow blowing at times two to four inches possible. So it, and it, the temperatures, when you wake up, odds are it's not going to be as cold as it's going to get. So right now, some of the reporting shows that we, at some point Thursday, will be above freezing. Then it's going to start dropping and possibly hit zero with regular temps, with wind chills 23 below zero, which is pretty cold. Then Friday, mostly sunny, a high of only eight. Saturday, 18, and then we do get for Christmas 34, and and we're expected to be above freezing. I think I saw well into next week, even possibly into the the lower 50s, but 40s for sure, at least as of yesterday. That's what uh, was being reported for next week. So uh, as cold and brutal as it is going to be, uh, fortunately, it does seem as if it's going to be short-lived. But that being said, you know, the thing of it, the the pipes freezing and so forth, I mean, that's, you know, it doesn't matter how short-lived the the brutal temperatures are. That's just uh, the sort of thing you want to avoid at all cost. And, you know, the dripping of the faucets and so forth uh, in order to at least diminish the likelihood of that happening. Springfield's Talk 1041, uh, the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line 447 KSGF, a traffic update. Now I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your home buying needs, your home selling needs. Uh, the industry has a number of different approaches. Some, it's big team. you got this massive group of people that are working on your behalf. It's more of a personal assistant and advocate, Oach, with Emily Johnson. And th- that's my preference when I am looking to sell my home or looking to buy a home. Uh, I like to have the person that I deal with consistently know all of the background, uh, not 
trying to catch up with some sort of file or email from somebody else who handed me handled me earlier. And again, it's just a matter of personal preference. But if that personal assistant component uh, that you want with somebody whose number you have uh, who can help coordinate any sort of uh, maybe work that you need done uh, on the house in order to sell it or just any of the other areas of expertise she has. And Emily Johnson of House Theory Realty, that's who you want. It's, it's who I recommend. She is under the Nick's endorsement section at ksgf.com. Well, so you've got Zelensky that apparently is going to be here in the United States. This is uh, the first... Um, visit outside of Ukraine since um, the invasion of Russia. Uh, He, of course, made a number of addresses via video, um, which has an element of presentation that you cannot necessarily get uh, when you are doing an in-person presentation. though the latter of the two also has its benefits. Uh, if you recall, the presentations that he, he did uh, had a production value to them that uh, were definitely a step up from other video presentations that government officials usually give. Um, you know, you've got the sort of dramatic music and, and images of war and so forth. Um, but what you get with the live presentation, while you may lose that, is the thunderous applause and and uh, you know the the handshaking and and all of the sorts of things that uh, emotionally engage people and oftentimes will sway people over. And I, I can't help but believe again that that's probably some of this visit with Republicans taking over Congress and with McCarthy. Um, signaling or flat out saying, declaring some time ago that if he became speaker and if Republicans controlled Congress, that it would not be blank check time. There would be some accountability with any dollars that went to Ukraine, which, again, to me, people who are supportive of dollars going to Ukraine should be the first ones demanding that, not the first ones saying, no, don't do that. Because if you truly believe in the cause, you should want to make sure that that's what the dollars are going to. And they're not being wasted elsewhere, being funneled off somewhere. But as is usual with the elite Washington perspective, it's all upside down, and they're the ones that don't want any accountability. Uh, Zelensky is uh, he's a smart guy, particularly when it comes to mass appeal. Of course, he had, had the benefit of understanding an audience as a former actor. We've had leaders that, of course, you know, Reagan uh, was a, a, a former actor. And, of course, Trump understood the marketing and, um, and uh, you know, the way that uh, a presentation can impact people's opinions one way or another. This isn't the sort of visit that is necessarily going to take those who are skeptical uh, and put them in the let's just keep writing checks to Ukraine camp. And it's obviously not going to turn uh, people away who already support the efforts uh, by way of our tax dollars. But some of those folks that are sort of in the middle and it's confusing and they don't really know how to feel one way or another. They recognize that what's going on over there is bad, but is it really something that you know I, we need to be involved in in this capacity? They just don't know. They, they just they don't know for sure. This is the sort of visit 
and the thunderous applause that long and the uh, I mean, just be prepared no matter where you feel on the spectrum. The media is most likely just going to have a, a complete gush and love fest over the visit. And, and Zelensky knows that. And so. Uh, that's something that I imagine he is hoping will sway public opinion that might help the cause of of uh, keeping those dollars flowing to the, the degree that uh, he would like to see continue flowing. And again, McCarthy never indicated that it was going to stop. He just said, we want to make sure if money is sent to Ukraine to help the Ukrainians, that's what it actually does. While Zelensky is here in the United States, guess who's made a visit to Ukraine? Merchant of Death is already on the ground doing just a little bit of propaganda. Victor Bout, the Merchant of Death, freed by Biden, is visiting Ukraine. Isn't that just absolutely perfect? More on that coming up. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Well, it has not taken long for the Russians to capitalize off the brilliant exchange the Biden administration uh, managed with the Brittany Griner and uh, Russian arms dealer Victor Bout, merchant of death, that prisoner swap. According to Russian state media, Bout is already on the ground doing the good work of helping improve the morale of Russia in their invasion of Ukraine. He was in Lewinsk for the ceremonial opening of a branch office of the fervently nationalist and pro-Kremlin Liberal Democrat Party of Russia. This is part of the Russian-occupied Ukraine. Bout, of course, a strong uh, supporter of Putin and the invasion. He returned to a hero's welcome in Russia. After the Biden administration exchanged him for Griner, the lopsided trade, Touted as evidence of Putin's geopolitical strength, Bout was serving the 25-year prison sentence in the U.S. on charges of conspiracy to murder American citizens, illegally exporting anti-aircraft missiles, giving material support to terrorist organizations. Greiner was serving nine years for carrying a vape pen. Soon after his release, Bout formally joined the LDPR touted as leadership material by its chairman on Saturday. Bout said that he thought Luhansk would soon be peaceful under Russian domination and its people would live without fear for their future. The city is the centerpiece of Ursansk, uh, uh, Ur- Ur- Luhansk People's Republic, unilaterally established by Moscow in 2014 with an eye towards annexing the region, a step Russia took in September of 2022, of course. Uh, and he talked about how inspired he is and so forth. And so it's uh, at a time when um, much of the coverage of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia was focused on the low morale of Russia. Uh, This clearly is a huge um, boost uh, in what otherwise was a vacuum of any sort of wins for Russia. And it's (laughs) just once again... You look at it in the single largest morale boost since things began going wrong months ago for Russia and the invasion was due to Joe Biden. I don't think anyone could argue. Now, you you might say that it's still worth it. Yeah, fine. 
But here, once again, the the people who get the largest boost of, of morale, the, the largest infusion of hope in this world are some of the worst people in the world. Of course, no one benefited more than the Taliban from Joe Biden. No one benefited. I mean, well, on, on equal playing field. Uh, You've got the drug cartels and the sex trafficking trade cartels. They've managed famously and benefited tremendously from Biden. And now at a time when there was a vacuum of of any sort of morale uh, within the the Russian efforts in Ukraine, uh, they got a massive boost from Joe Biden. (laughs) Kudos to him once again. Traffic Now, I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the Morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. First alert forecast sponsored by Navant, employee benefits that work. All right, so here's what we got. Winter storm warning Thursday for... Counties along and north of Highway 60 up to 4 inches, snow possible, winter weather advisory for counties south of 60. Wind chill warning from noon Thursday to noon Saturday for counties along and north of Highway 60. Wind chills up to 35 below zero. So today it's cloudy, high of 41, and then tonight cloudy. There's a slight chance we might see some rain or snow with a low of 18, but tomorrow's when it's definitely going to make its way in. In a significant way, snow blowing at times. I uh, heard Rima say potentially have gusts up to 50 miles per hour. Two to four inches possible. Again, temperatures, while they're, they're going to start out uh, not too awful, like around 34 or so at some point during the day, they are going to drop off and leave us at around zero uh, with wind chills 23 below zero. Friday, mostly sunny, 8 for the high, 18 on Saturday, and then 34 on Christmas. Well, the Senate has advanced the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill. Now, they haven't passed it, but they've advanced it, so it, it, it uh, overcame that hurdle. So now it uh, has uh, obviously the, uh, the much greater chance of um, making its way to Biden's desk and further putting us in debt, wasting money, and fueling inflation. So if we thought simply because Republicans were getting in charge, uh, while on the House side, McCarthy and Republicans, they're signaling they are wanting to uh, get things back under control. There are a number of Republicans that seem intent on keeping us on this this inflation spiral. Um, But I think if you look at most of their lifestyles, it does not impact them. Did you see how many yeah, pages like, it was? Yeah, like, uh, it's like 4,155. Rand Paul put a photo of it up. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I have some. Rand Paul, as you can imagine, is none too happy about this. There are a number of others as well uh, who are just fit to be tied. And it, it's interesting the the divide between the Senate and the House right now because you – we. Yesterday read the letter from the House putting the Senate on warning. You all had better put a stop to this. Otherwise, you, those of you who are U.S. senators that advance this thing, we will make sure that your pet projects 
We we will block them regardless of what they are. We'll make sure you're not able to do anything. Now, for people like Roy Blunt, who are retiring, they don't give a blank. Uh, which, by the way, he was one that voted in order to advance this. Big shock. This is Rand Paul, where he had a, a stack of this, which, middle of the night, once again, no one reads it. No one's able to read it. Chuck Schumer was even asked about this. How is it that these lawmakers are supposed to even know what's in He's like, oh, it's just been in the works for a while. Everyone knows what's in it. Here's Rand Paul. I brought with me the Omni, 4,155 pages. When was it produced? In the dead of the night, 1.30 in the morning when it was released. Now, people argue that it's conservatives' fault. It's, you don't have the Christmas spirit. Somehow you're holding up government. Well, whose job is it to produce this? The people in charge of spending. The people in charge of both of the parties. When did they know that this would be necessary? Well, it's in the law, September 30th. You got nine months, almost 10 months, to produce a plan, to have a spending plan. They weren't ready on September 30th, so they voted themselves 90 more days. They weren't ready last week either, so they voted themselves another week. And now we have it at 1.30 in the morning this morning. But what's the clamor? The clamor is to vote. Vote now. Let's get it done. Why are you standing in the way of spending? Well, the real question is this. What is more dangerous? What is more dangerous to the country? $1.1 trillion in new debt, or as Republican leadership likes to say, oh, but it's a win. It's a big win. We're getting $45 billion for the military. So which is more important? Which threatens the country more? Are we at risk for being invaded by a foreign power if we don't put $45 billion into the military? Or are we more at risk by adding to a $31 trillion debt? I think the greatest risk to our national security is our debt. The process stinks. It's an abomination. It's a no-good, rotten way to run your government. $6 trillion entity, and they want 24 hours to process this, and then they want to go forward. I will be demanding two amendments. One, that this goes against the budget rules. The PAYGO rules say you can't do this. You can't have all this new spending unless it's offset. We will also be demanding that the PAYGO rules are increased. Instead of taking 60 votes to evade the rules, we're going to ask that it be a two-thirds vote to evade the rules. The American people don't want this. They're sick and tired of it. They're paying for it through the nose with inflation. Adding a trillion dollars to the deficit will simply fuel the fires that are consuming our wages and consuming our retirement plans. It's a terrible system. Someone needs to stand up. We're standing up, and we're going to say no. Senator Mike Lee, uh, Rand Paul, Mike Braun, Rick Scott, among those who railed against the bill, Lee, noting leadership, was exploiting members into backing the omnibus by using the specter of the government shutdown, which is what they always do. Now, I want to I, I want us to stop here and recognize uh, uh, something. And this in the context of accusing Trump of being responsible for Republicans not winning the Senate. Look at what they're doing. Now, here's what needs to be understood. This isn't a case of, well, you know, Democrats are in control. In order for this to advance, they had to have Republicans on board. 
We talked about this yesterday or the day before, that all they needed was 41 Republicans. So there are plenty of Republicans with some despair in order to block this from moving forward, to stop it, to prevent it from advancing to where it can become a reality. And I rhetorically said, gee, I wonder where Roy Blunt's going to fall on this. Senate Press Gallery tweeting out the Senate agreed to the motion to proceed to the omnibus 70 to 25 GOP in favor, alphabetical order, first name Blunt. Republican voters see this. Even when you are in the minority, you still in the Senate have certain powers and abilities. And in the capacity that Republicans had enough votes in order to you know, prevent this from going forward, in order to stop this, they chose not to. They chose enough Republicans, Senator Blunt, Mitch McConnell, the others. No, we're going to side with Democrats on this. We're going to side with this is more spending than the last, the last budget, the last omnibus bill. This isn't even the same amount. This is more spending. And as voters, I, well, I can, I suppose, speak for myself, but I suspect many of you feel the same way. I say, what's the point putting Republicans in charge? What difference does it make? Because even when they do have, in certain instances, the ability to stop things from moving forward enough cross the aisle in a bipartisan fashion to join hands with Democrats and screw us over. Oh, no, but it's Donald Trump who's at fault because that behavior in the U.S. Senate under the leadership of Mitch McConnell does not somehow inspire Republican voters to go out and give Mitch McConnell a greater win. Now, let me also note for you uh, the way that these people oftentimes play the game. And that is, it's a game of total dishonesty. Behind closed doors, a wink and a nudge. They allow this to go forward to full votes. And so oftentimes they will vote in order to allow something to advance, but when it comes to actually voting for the legislation itself, they'll vote against it. Knowing that at that point it doesn't matter. That way they can say, well, I voted against that. When they helped green light the fact that it got to that point in the first place. And they'll also put in all sorts of earmarks. They'll, they'll, they'll make sure that they get plenty of it to bring back home that way. Whenever they retire, they'll have lots of buildings named after them. I saw Roy Blunt's got another building being named after him. I mean, they, they can't name government facilities after him fast enough. And every time they issue a press release, you, you, you see the theme there. It's because he took so many of our tax dollars and gave it to him. That's what every one of those those instances 
of of having some building or some wing or some uh, you know physical uh, uh, establishment named after an elected official. It, it's almost always well because they gave us tons and tons of your dollars. I'm sure that this will be good for a few more buildings. There are millions and millions. We'll go as this goes forward. We're going to hear about how many of these dollars are spent. But according to Mitch McConnell, this is a win for Republicans. According to Mitch McConnell, Biden and the Democrats did not want this at all, which is, of course, why they're lockstep voting for it, and Biden will will sign it. I mean, do you know how stupid we talk about how stupid. Democrats think that their voters are. What do you think Mitch McConnell thinks of you? When they run around telling you, no, this is actually, it's a really good deal. You should be pleased with this. Let's jump over to traffic. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. They want custom car care, all of your car care needs. This is the time of year that you really regret not doing a little of that routine maintenance, uh, especially in the next few days. And I've got my vehicle scheduled for uh, routine maintenance to go in actually tomorrow of all days and, and Friday as well. And it is also important. You can't prevent every uh, every failure to turn over and start the vehicle because of a, of a dead battery. Um, you can't prevent... Every time a, a hose cracking or busting off, but uh, routine maintenance can certainly oftentimes make it much, much less likely. And I, I'm just telling you, some of you listening right now, that is going to happen to you in the next couple of days because of these temperatures. And just like those ultra cold temperatures have an impact on our body, they do on, on parts in your vehicle as well to varying degrees, of course, but it, it impacts the, um, the, the the battery of your vehicle. It impacts the uh, nature of the hoses and the fluids and so forth. And it's just one of the reasons it's important to be prepared. We talk so much about preparing our homes uh, for these these brutal winter temperatures, but your vehicle's just as important uh, in, in many ways. A1 Custom Car Care for all of those needs. As uh, Congress advanced the omnibus spending bill with the help of people like Senator Blunt, included in millions is funding for diversity, equity, and inclusion and all sorts of LGBTQ initiatives. The latest text of the spending bill released yesterday included 4,155 pages, 7,510 earmarks. Once upon a time, by the way, Republicans were all about banning earmarks. <laughs> they were also I mean, it's just such a joke. I don't even know what the Republican Party really stands for other than the ones who get trashed on. And we're going to get to that in a moment. Stuffed inside the bill are earmarks to set aside millions and millions for different initiatives, such as American LGBTQ plus museum, LGBTQ plus support center, growth of an equity incubator, whatever the hell that is. 
Uh, 1.2 million for a center that supports LGBTQ students at San Diego Community College District. $105,000 for an LGBTQ youth mentoring program within Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The New York Historical Society is going to get $3 million to go towards its American LGBTQ Plus Museum Partnership Project. It goes on and on and on and on and on. 750000 to the Trans-Latin Coalition, an organization advocating for those in the transgender Latin community. Now, here, here's the thing of it, and the, and the list goes on in terms of our tax dollars going for these different entities and organizations. This has nothing to do with pro-LGBTQ or anti-LGBTQ. It instead is about whether or not this is actually what taxpayers should be forced to pay for at a time when we are already getting to the point of no return in terms of deficits. This is the sort of spending one could argue is not that big of a deal if we had a surplus. If we had so much money, we're like, I don't know what the hell to do with it all. Uh, Who wants some? Raise your hand. And we'll just kind of throw it out there. That's not where we are. Have we forgotten? The inflation issue we have today is because of the spending. And this omnibus bill has more spending than last time around. Again, back to the earlier point of, is it any wonder when you have Republican leadership, with the exception of McCarthy, you've got, particularly over in the Senate, Republican leadership that's trying to shovel this down our our throats, excuse me, and telling us you'll like it, that Republicans throw up their hands and they don't turn out to vote? I've never seen a political party that is so dismissive of its own voters. I've never seen a political party that is just so completely detached. We live in an era where corporations trip over themselves to make donations to LBTQ plus organizations and efforts. These are organizations that are not lacking any uh, sources of funding. Of all the organizations and special little groups that exist out there, this is one category, LGBTQ+, that needs taxpayer assistance the least. You can't turn a corner without running into a corporation that's begging to get coverage for writing checks to these organizations. And the fact that that we as taxpayers are having more taken from us, and it's not just the fact that they're, you know, once again, putting this on our credit card further, locking us into the world of indentured servitude, But on top of that, it feeds inflation, which means that the money that we do currently have becomes worth even less and less and less. I don't know about you. I'm tired of getting effed.
Here's traffic. I'm Nick Reed. You're listening to Nick Reed in the morning on Springfield's Talk 1041. Senator Kevin Kramer, these are folks that most of us have never heard of. He's the Republican senator from North Dakota, fired back at House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy's claim that uh, he would personally stop the bills of GOP senators who vote for the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending bill along with Democrats. I mean, because, what? yeah, how unreasonable is that? How dare McCarthy get upset when... Republicans cross over and support Democrat spending initiatives. Who's my, I mean, that McCarthy. It's just it's a crazy position to take. Kramer told the Washington Examiner, Kevin can do it if he wants, but it doesn't get him anywhere. I mean, I think it even sounds naive. But I have no doubt Kevin is trying to get one or two votes for Speaker. I hope he does become Speaker. He earned it. I mean, sarcastic. He said, I think these kind of errors raise questions about the fortitude it will take to lead a narrowly divided House of Representatives, because unlike Democrats, Republicans really will go against leaders. Well, when those leaders are siding with the Democrats, yes. I mean, the the insanity of some of these Republicans are actually criticizing McCarthy because he isn't showing leadership by joining with the Democrats in their spending bill, which, again, circles back to the question, what is the point of putting Republicans in charge if their definition is siding with Democrats? News in 60 seconds.